Hi there and welcome to Black Sheep, the podcast all about growing up in the South and feeling like you don't belong. I'm your host, Treasure Lee, and today I have for you all a special interview with the most amazing person I know for this Mother's Day. I will be talking with my mother about living in the South for her entire life and the experiences that she's had. Keep in mind, this is the first episode ever recorded, so there may be some bumps in the audio, but I hope that you can bear with me and continue to support the podcast. We will be having new episodes every other week. And of course, happy Mother's Day, everyone, and take it away. Hey, I'm LaShane Phillips. So today, I think we're going to talk about the beginning of it all, moving to Tennessee from Panama City. Um, We lived, well, I was born in 2001. I was born in Panama City, Florida. How long had you lived there before I was born? Before you were born. How long had you lived in the house that you like brought me home in, I guess? The house that we brought you home in. We had been there two years, I think. But, of course, I had lived in Panama City since I was like six. Since you were six? Yeah. And then you lived in Tallahassee before that, right? Before that, well, Sop Choppy. So, you know, about 40 miles out. From Tallahassee. Okay. Yeah, small town. <laughs> small. We don't visit there often, do we? Well, that's where Bill lives. That's where he lives. I thought yeah. he lived in Tallahassee. Your grandfather. No, that's Sop Choppy. That is Sop Choppy. Oh, my that God. Is, yeah, that is a small town. I don't know where my grandpa lives. Well, it is in the middle of nowhere when we go. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> it's a little bitty town, Wakulla County. So you live there. You were born there. And you live there until you're six? Mm-hmm. And it was like super small town. Yeah. Nothing to do. I'm sure you don't really remember it. No, I mean, I do because I go back and it hasn't changed much. Like it's part (laughs) of Florida that there are still, there's no people like Mm -hmm. the actual population. There's not many more people than were there when I lived there. And that's actually what makes it kind of special because anywhere you've ever been in Florida is just grows and changes constantly because people are moving there. So it's kind of like untouched and you know that's kind of neat but yes yeah. very rural very redneck very redneck is it really swampy there yeah kind of <laughs> well i mean you know what grandpa's house is like yeah. mosquitoes and bugs and i don't know i feel like the middle of nowhere here in tennessee is different than the middle of nowhere in florida 100 percent. yeah it really is i feel like it would be way crappier in florida mainly because of the yeah. weather yeah it's hot and there's a lot of bugs and uh, yeah it's definitely it's definitely different and then you moved from stop choppy to panama city yes how was that difference uh i was little so you know like first grade so there wasn't Mm -hmm. much of a difference it was just a little bit bigger like you know school was a little different i mean not really not too much different it was just bigger so a little bit more city, but still Panama City is just Panama City, so. <laughs> not much. You didn't think it was more fun? There's a lot of stuff to do there. Was there not back then? Not as much as now, but, you know, it wasn't it wasn't bad. No, I hated it because I left my grandparents, but, you know. And you were living with your mom, right? Mm-hmm. What was school like? School was... School was nice. <laughs> did you did you go to like a small school or? Well, in Sop Choppy, it was a small school. Right. You know, of course, because it was just a little small town. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't bad. And then when we moved, of course, changing schools is always hard for any kid. And you wouldn't know because your parents never made you have to change schools. Right. Um, but it. Because we moved when I was four. Yes. So you would never have to change schools. But when we moved, school was a little bit different. So I went to a really small school. Like my graduating class, my elementary school is like 20 people. Okay. So yes. Speaking in that context. When I hear small school, I think of my school. Okay. Yes. Speaking in that context, um, maybe Sop Choppy Elementary was small like that. Um, I don't even know because I was left in first grade, so I don't know what grade it went up to or how many, you know, kindergarten classes, but it was probably small like South Central. 
Mm-hmm. But then when we moved to Panama City, no, the schools were bigger. And like my my first year in first grade, it was horrible because changing <laughs> schools is horrible. I didn't know where anything was. Um, I don't think you should ever do it to a child. <laughs> I had lots of embarrassing moments that happened like to me. <laughs> well, one, I was in the cafeteria and I was eating breakfast and I was sitting at the end of the table and another kid was running with his lunch tray and we had his milk and he tripped and fell and the milk and his whole tray fell like on top of my oh, head no. and covered me in milk and his and breakfast. And you're like the new kid. Yes. And no <laughs> one talked to me or liked me anyway. So then that <laughs> happened. So they had to call my mom and she had to come up there and get me. And yeah, that sucked. And then there was another time when I needed to use the bathroom and <laughs> like, you know, teachers are always like, you can't ask of the bathroom right after we get back from the bathroom because, you know, uh-huh. some teachers are bitches <laughs> and I had one. Uh-huh. And so she, I had to use the bathroom really bad and I was scared to ask because, you know, that's how I am. Yeah. And so <laughs> I ask her and she's like, yeah, go ahead. Well, then I was lost and I couldn't find the bathroom <laughs> oh, no. because it's a new school and I shit in my pants. <laughs> so, when I <laughs> so when I get back to class, I'm like, you know, once again, I walk in and I don't know what to do. She's really mean. And she's like, did you use the bathroom in your pants? And I was like, yes. And she's like, Why? And I said, because I couldn't find the bathroom and I was scared to ask and I had to go really bad. And then she sent me to the health room and my mom had to come and, you know. That is so so Don't ever make your kids change schools because they don't know where they're at or what's going on. Oh, no, no. I got another one I just thought of. It's horrible too. Let me add this, okay? Okay. And Halloween. (laughs) At my old school, all the kids dressed up, okay? So, like, most schools. Well... I was in first grade. My mom went and got me like this weird, like it was almost like an adult-ish costume. It shouldn't be like for a kid, (laughs) but you know me, I was kind of big, so it probably fit me because I'm tall. Well, I get to school and the only ones in the whole school that dress up are the kindergartners. (laughs) I'm in first grade, so I'm the only kid in the whole school not dressed up for Halloween besides the or dressed up for halloween I would besides die. the kindergartners what were you, was it and like- i had to stay that way all day oh my god it's not like they were like oh we'll call your mom they're just like oh it's okay that's so embarrassing oh as a first grader that'd be as a first grader so yeah that's my embarrassing moments and changing <laughs> schools and then the year all next in first year, grade all the first well that all that happened after i changed schools so oh like, my god probably in like a s- semester you know <laughs> That or is so terrible or half a year and then in second grade they rezoned our school so i had to go to a completely different school mm-hmm. when i started second grade and that school was completely different it was in just a whole different like neighborhood of panama city a way more rough neighborhood uh-huh. of panama city and then i was only there for a short period of time and we moved to southport mm-hmm. and then i changed schools again in second grade <laughs> But then it stayed more like I stayed in the same school. Was it easier after that first one? After changing schools? And first grade? Uh, Yeah, probably. Because then it was just like people didn't talk to me and stuff anyway. So when did you finally make a friend? After I started going to Southport Elementary in second grade. Mm -hmm. Was it hard making friends, though? Because you were moving around so much? No, well, once I got there, I guess it was because I didn't have friends anywhere else. Uh huh. But once you got there, you stayed there for a while until high school, or how was it divided? Because mine was like K through okay K through fifth at Southport, and of course I got there at second grade. So second through fifth grade, and then sixth, seventh, and eighth I went to middle school, which was Merritt Brown, and. Then high school, of course, was 9th through 12th. And I started at Mosley, and then I finished at 80 Harris. And that was all in Panama City? Yes. All my schooling. Was there a lot of diversity there once you got older in the high schools? There was at... 
well, there was no diversity in my elementary school. So it was definitely different because there, there were no black kids mm -hmm. at all. And then middle school, there was just a very small amount. Um, I'd say maybe, uh, maybe a five per, not even a 5%, like a 3% population. So not much. And then mm -hmm. that was it. There was no other ethnicities whatsoever. It's just crazy. Yeah. And then high school was a little more like maybe like 10% or something like that, but still pretty, there was, we would have very bad fights. Like, and then when I went to AD Harris, it was really bad because it was more half and half. And that was an alternative high school. Uh -huh. So it was basically all the bad kids <laughs> were in that school. Yeah. And so there was a lot of fights between black kids and white kids. Oh, wow. And bad fights, too. And because these kids were like, most of them just come from worse homes and mm -hmm. stuff like that. And, you know, they had already gotten in trouble. That's why they were in that school anyway. Yeah. Our our alternative school here is like mostly just like pregnant girls and like. Yeah, there was that too. And then Haney, my vocational school I went to when I took my cooking classes, there was like, you know, that definitely, that had adults there yeah. and everything because that's how vocational school is. So then that was different, but it was cool because they treated you like an adult there. So even though you're just a junior in high school, from school did you work when like as soon as you turned 16 did yes. you start working as soon as i turned 16 i got a job at burger king <laughs> and that was i think the first place i even went but i pretty much knew like fast food obviously you can get a job pretty quickly mm -hmm. and it was right down the road from school so it wasn't bad and it was really busy so i got a lot of hours and i think i started out at like 425 was minimum wage oh holy crap yeah i believe it was four it might have been four set i'm i feel like it was 425 i don't see how you could live off of that you can't live off that but <laughs> well gas, obviously but yeah gas was like it was really cheap i know i could keep my car gassed up for like under ten dollars and i drove mm -hmm. a lot because i didn't live close so it's kind of like you having to drive to school mm -hmm. and stuff, you know, it was at least like 20 minutes to get to school every day. Yeah. And I drove all gas. the time. Yeah. I have spent a lot of gas, but that's crazy. It's been 725 for forever. It feels like it yeah. to be raised. Um, so you worked at Burger King during high school. Did you have any more jobs like during high school? Um, yeah, after that, I went to Winn-Dixie. I basically worked at Burger King for maybe six, eight months. I don't know. And <laughs> that was it? Yeah, I didn't work there long. Was it hard? No, it wasn't hard. And I got a lot of hours, but I made more at mm -hmm. Winn-Dixie than, wow. uh, I w it was a longer drive though. And actually I got less hours, so it wasn't, um, I don't know. I think I would rather work in a grocery store than fast food. Yeah, it was definitely better in that sense. And I worked on the beach. So, like, I got to hang out with people that I didn't necessarily go to school with, which was kind of cool. Yeah. That's cool. I remember when I um, worked in high school, I liked working in Greenville, the town over, because I didn't go to school with anyone. Mm -hmm. And it was just easier to make friends. It's easier to make friends with people you don't know. Yeah, it definitely is, and I I always liked that and working out there and really not knowing people. I think that's good advice for people who aren't very social at school. Just go work a town over where you don't know anyone, and you can be a whole new person. Very true. So how long you worked at Winn Dixie, out of high school and into vocational school, right? Oh, yeah. Well, I went to vocational school while I still worked at Winn-Dixie because that's how I got to be the chef at Winn-Dixie because I was a chef. That sounds there. like a romantic comedy. Well, the it... chef at Winn-Dixie. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like they used to have it in the deli. Every Winn-Dixie had one and they prepared like your hot foods of the day. So it was really like one of the best jobs that somebody can have because you go in there and like you just like get marked down meat or whatever is like 
the cheap stuff and then you prepare five dishes of my choice every day whatever i wanted to make oh that's really cool yeah it's a perfect stoner job because you just <laughs> go in there and you're like okay this is great that sounds like a lot of fun you don't have to pay for it you just get to make whatever you want whatever you want and i would be so much better at it now like i was doing it at 19 <laughs> i think it was so much of a worse cook i'm thinking and everybody was like oh your food's good but i look back i'm like was it really good or were they just being nice because i don't know that does sound like a lot of fun but it was it was pretty awesome the grocery store i worked at a lot of people that worked in the bakery alley were just miserable all the time and they never looked happy it wasn't bad. I liked bad. my because I, I didn't have to wait on customers either. Like unless nobody showed up for work. Oh heck yeah! So I just got to just sit back there, and then I made like the specialty chicken salads, and yeah. I wonder if it's still like that. No, they don't have it that way anymore. Now it's different. They don't have chefs. Like they no didn't. creativity at Win Dixie anymore. <laughs> Win Dixie is canceled. And did you have me while you were still working? No, you didn't have me while you were still working at Winn-Dixie. No. You, after Winn-Dixie, went to J. Michaels. I did. I had a short stint at Roadhouse. Whoa, I didn't know but that. Yeah, I did. A short stint. How was that? It was all right. It wasn't bad. It. Were you cooking? Yeah. I worked in the kitchen. Like I did like salads and prep work, which is, you know, I wasn't a grill cook. I did the crappier stuff. But... I think I got paid more at J. Michaels and Roadhouse did like the weird swing shifts they try to do you at restaurants. Mm -hmm. And I hate that where you'll go in and then you'll work like lunch for like two or three hours and then you'll be off for a couple hours and then you go back in for dinner and it sucks. It that sucks really bad. Does sound crappy. I just watched the movie um, Waiting on Netflix. It just came out on Netflix with Ryan Reynolds. Yes. That is hilarious. I love that movie. And anyone that's ever worked in a restaurant <laughs> has to watch that movie because there is so much truth to it. I love that movie. I, I feel like there's truth to it. And just like being young and working at a job, you work with like old people, you work with creepy people. Yes. It's, it's like a fever dream. And a restaurant brings all of those people out <laughs> every single type. And, it's and it like, brings out the worst in them. It does because you're always at a high stress. Like the kitchen is a high stress. The servers are high stress. It's such a high stress environment and it can go so well or so bad. And you have so many, first of all, you never have to take a drug test. So then you have all <laughs> that thrown into play. Like you have people there that are alcoholics. You have people there that do all sorts of types of drugs. You have people that are hooked on you know, they got to have their cigarettes every 30 minutes. So if they uh -huh. have tables, like they turn into bitches because they haven't <laughs> wanted to smoke yet. Like, I mean, it's, I don't know. Like I walked out one day, <laughs> like, because me and the other cook I was working with, we got in a fight and I was just like, whatever. And I just left. And then, but what's so cool about it is like the next day I went back to work never said a word and like everybody was like where'd the she go where'd the she go and he's like i guess she had to leave you know and like just sat there and finished the job because that's just how it is but <clears throat> that's yeah. cool yeah so but you so you liked it i loved working in restaurants how when did you realize that you liked working in restaurants <sighs> I would say not so much at Roadhouse because it was more, I, I didn't really like as much what I did there, but J. Michaels where basically the way the kitchen was set up, it was just you and one other person. Mm -hmm. So during like lunch, you would have somebody and you were a dishwasher too. So you'd be washing dishes, prepping, and somebody would be cooking. You jump over and help out if it got busy, but if it didn't, usually you'd be one person cooking everything. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, it's just the feeling of having like 20 tickets come in and you're just looking at it and you feel so overwhelmed. Like, how am I ever going to do this? And you get like all the food laid out on the grill and you get it all cooking and you get it all done. It's like you feel accomplished. Like, it's like a rush. Yeah, it's a rush. And it's weird because it's just, you know, you're just going to cook at a, a cook at a restaurant. So most people might be like, you know, that's stupid, yeah. but it does. It's like, it's, it's not like my job now. Yes. It's not, it's completely different. Like you yeah. feel like you 
did something because you yeah. could have fucked up all that food and mm-hmm. burn it. You could have ruined like, those people's day. Everything could have went to hell. Then the servers wouldn't have got any tips. Mm-hmm. But you know, so that's what makes I can it get awesome. that. Yeah, I think it takes a special kind of person to find that right rewarding. Like because a lot of people are like, whatever, you're just a cook. But it's like exactly. you are running the whole thing, and you did run the whole thing. Yeah, because so. you were like a manager. Yeah, I was the kitchen manager. And like I said, so that's how, and I usually worked at day shift. Of course, I usually would work Friday nights and then the rest of the time I worked day shift because I didn't have to work nights because I was a manager and I had a kid. I actually figured out I was pregnant at J. Michaels because like, what? yeah, I was at J. Michaels because we were, we were trying, you know, to have, we were trying to have a baby. Uh-huh. And it was like it had been a few months or whatever, but I worked at I had worked at J. Michaels maybe uh, a year before that. I had been at J. Michaels maybe like a year, year and a half. But we had been trying to get pregnant and I was at work one day and I started feeling really sick and I didn't know why, like nauseous sick, but not, not like stomach flu sick, like different than that. Like Mm -hmm. I feel really bad. And at that point in time, you know, I didn't know if I just ate, I would have felt better because if you're pregnant, that's what's wrong with you. But I was like, man, I don't feel good. And then I started putting two and two together and I was like, I'm pretty sure I'm pregnant. And so so you got sick at work. Yes, I started feeling sick at work and everything was making me sick, the smells and all of that stuff. So on the way home from work that day, I got a pregnancy test and took it and it said I was pregnant. So, yeah, I found out at work. And did you work how long did you work until you took off for being pregnant? Well, I worked until I was like eight and a half months. I could have it was hard eight and a half months maybe eight which now that's not a lot like there's servers there that work like up until like the night before oh my god and stuff like that like that's you know yeah that's scary listen <laughs> listen we're gen x okay gen x <laughs> the forgotten we, generation we worked until we were, were nine months different. nine months pregnant latchkey children okay <laughs> that's how we were we take care of ourselves Oh, you gave birth to all these nicotine addicts anyway, running around. Anyway, um, no, but oh, it might have been like eight months, but I just got pissed because <laughs> like, first of all, it's really hard to work like 12 hour shifts. My ankles would swell up and I was fine, like all through my pregnancy as far as like, you know, pregnancy issues. But my ankles would swell up when I worked like that. So but everybody pissed me off because nobody was doing shit. <laughs> and so I was like, yeah, um, I'm pregnant and I'm not going to be the way to do it. Everything. Yeah. And so I, I told boss who owned the restaurant. I was like, I'm not I'm taking off now. So yeah. I took off and then I took off like I think it was you were like eight weeks when I went back because at six weeks I was going to go back to work. But then I wanted to stay. So I told mm-hmm. him I was like, just call me when you need me and he called me two weeks later right, so puppy rules that's when you let me go yeah when i was eight weeks old um no i just like i could see some jobs like working up until eight months but you were like the manager and you were cooking and you were just always on your feet and they were 12 hour days yeah it's just i couldn't imagine doing all that it's crazy but i'm not gen x so <laughs> <laughs> So you had me and, but to have me, you had to have met someone, right? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) How did you meet him? Um, I met him at Winn-Dixie. How? (laughs) Well, he was a bag boy. I was a cashier Mm -hmm. and, um, basically that's it. You know, you work together and (laughs) you, uh, hit it off, you know, well, we hit it off at first. You don't have to go into detail. Okay. We hit it off at first, and then we didn't like each other for a while. <laughs> and then I had a boyfriend for 
a few years and dated many different people. Mm-hmm. And then basically we just reconnected and when Dixie's where we met though. But you hated him for a while. Yeah. Didn't hate him for a while. We just <laughs> didn't go along. But we shared a lot of mutual friends because, I mean, we worked together. And yeah. we both worked at Winn-Dixie for a long time. He worked at Winn-Dixie until we left. So Yeah, I know. It's hard to date someone you work with. Mm-hmm. So I was born, and then you went back to work. And did you work there up until we moved? Jay Michaels? Yeah. Yes. Um. Yeah, all the way up until we moved. I think I was there, like, six years, something like that. That's a long time. Yeah. Was it hard to leave? It was. It really was. I mean, because you, you know, like there's so many people that work there that had worked there the entire time I worked there. And it being a privately owned establishment. That lasted on Panama City Beach. Yes. It's still there right now. And that's the thing. Like people still work there right now that worked there when I worked there. And you just feel more like a family. You know, whereas when you work for a big corporation, there's people going in and out constantly and it's not the same. Oh, completely. So it was hard. And what year did we move? What year did we leave? We moved in 2006. Okay, so we moved to Tennessee in 2006. Yes. Were you like for sure that you guys wanted to move to East Tennessee or were you like up in the air with? No, we were up in the air. We actually um, wanted to move maybe be maybe like North Asheville. Like we were planning on North Carolina. Um, but the cost of living is a lot more expensive. The houses were more expensive, stuff like that. So it was just, and I mean, we found the cabin. Yeah. So once we found the cabin, it kind of sealed the deal because you know, we didn't have to be in North mm-hmm. Carolina. It was still pretty close. And it looks the same. Yes. People are just a little bit different than close to Asheville. Yeah, they are. And like I said, it, I mean, you know, as far as like Paul, like the state tax, there's no state tax. Like Florida didn't have mm-hmm. one. So that was kind of cool to move somewhere to have to not get used to doing this or the state income tax. There's a state tax, believe me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no state income tax and stuff like that um but i'm happy where we ended up i really like our house so and where we live was there a specific reason you wanted to leave panama city no i always wanted to live in the mountains Mm -hmm. um ever since i was little my dad would bring me on vacation well take me up to north georgia and we went up to the smokies before and i just fell in love with i like the coziness i like um just the way the mountains make you feel it it's different than Florida. I love Florida. Don't get me wrong. The springs are amazing, but mm-hmm. you can't get away from people and you can get away from people up here. That's you true. You still can get away from people up here. Yeah. Um, that's what I thought was interesting that the South, like there are different Souths, like living in Panama City and living in East Tennessee. It's still like kind of the same mindset, but a different vibe, I mm-hmm. guess. Like here you can get away and here there are like people who are kind of down to earth and here for the mountains and here for like what, what we came here for. But in Florida, I feel like the people who aren't like the norm of the people in the South are just like crackheads or people on spring break. (laughs) I feel like that's the escape. Like there's no one, like there's not that community there. That's Mm -hmm. what's different about up here is you have like that kind of really down to earth community here. Yeah, absolutely. And I think in Florida, I mean, you could probably find it in certain like little niche areas of, you know, people, um, you know, but yeah, like you said, there's (laughs) just a lot of, I don't know, Florida people. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, yeah, it's, it has a reputation. But I love it, it, you know, I mean, at the same time, I love... Oh, it's beautiful. I love it, and I love the, you know, like, the beachy, like, old Florida hippies that just Mm -hmm. hang out on the beach and stuff. You know, it's cool, but no, I would never go back and live in Florida again. It's definitely changed 
than what I hear about. Like I not like I lived there for a long time. I was poor when we moved, but I feel like it used to be like a lot more beachy and the springs used to be a lot more clear and a lot less people knew about them and stuff like that. But I think everything has just moved in so fast that it's just kind of died out and the com- the communities haven't been able to find a place. So I feel like I don't really see it when we go down there. You don't, you don't, it's completely, um, I mean, it's changed in just the years. Well, I'm 41. So in the years since I can remember growing up, um, especially North Florida, because, you know, there's a saying, the further South you get in Florida, you're actually going North. Yeah. Because everyone, and it's 100% true. Yeah, everyone has moved to South Florida. So it's, there's no one, everyone who grew up there, most of the people have left. Right. And everyone that's there now have all moved there from up North. So essentially there's no one, you know, like I always make fun of your father because <laughs> I say he's not a true Floridian because he wasn't raised by Floridians because uh-huh. you don't get that heritage like culture handed down to you. 100%. I agree. Because I feel like it's that way for you. Like you are a Tennessean. You grew up here since you mm-hmm. were four years old. But I don't feel like you have Tennessee culture, like not the the hillbilly culture, mm-hmm. because we didn't we knew nothing about it with that. Yeah, because we don't have that. Like, I mean, I'm not saying I would love to know how to go out and like, not that make I moonshine would. In the woods. Well, I would love to go make <laughs> moonshine in the woods. Absolutely. Um, but you know, even the knowledge that they have of just taking care of themselves and stuff like that, the like heritage. I admire that so much. And that's something that, but it's kind of crazy because it's something my grandparents could actually do because they grew up like, well, my pawpaw did, Mm -hmm. you know, he grew up country. And so he could like fish and catch anything. He wasn't a hunter, but yeah, you know, so in that sense, Florida is definitely, it's different and there's a lot of people there and it has changed so much in panama city panama city beach oh my gosh panama city beach isn't the same it's 100 percent changed since we moved and we've been here however long now 15 years Uh so yeah yeah there are different i totally agree with the like further south you get in florida it's more like going north but it's it's cool it's like more diverse like there's little cuba and there's different people going there but Panama City it's just it's so similar to here it's like a hard shift and I think that's what makes Florida so Florida so weird Mm -hmm. because there's that weird like shift Mm -hmm. but then there's also like the beautiful parts like the Everglades and the just untouched parts that are like so cool and it's like they're all going away so fast it feels like they are and I mean, well, essentially, South Florida is probably going to be underwater in in your lifetime, probably. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, yeah. But we're in Tennessee now. So when you moved to Tennessee, you started cooking again, right? That's yes. the job you wanted. Yes, of course. I went for cooking jobs first um, because that's what I came from, and you know, there's never I've never applied for a cooking job that I haven't gotten. So, um, yeah, I just looked in the newspaper because this was still like <laughs> there was internet around, but not like everywhere. And of course, we didn't have it on the mountain. Whoa, we're transported but- <clears throat> to 2006. <laughs> so, yeah, I got the newspaper and I went around applying for jobs and I found the one in Jonesboro at Dogwood Lane. And I was 26 at the time, went in and, you know, it was crap money. I don't. It's like eight dollars or eight fifty an hour, and I was making, which is not like I was making good money at J. Michaels, but I think I was making thirteen at J. Michaels, so mm-hmm. it was a big pay cut. But I had to work the opposite hours that your dad worked because, and he worked on weekends, so I only could work four days a week, and I couldn't work weekends, which is massive in restaurants, yeah. and so and they gave me a job. Yeah. And they were willing to work with me. I didn't make much, but it was okay because we got the house, the cabin, bought it outright. So we actually moved. We had the Kia, um, which was paid off. That was our car when we moved. 
So we had no bills. We had, mm-hmm. uh, you know, at the time we got a cell phone when we got here and we had a power bill. We bought the house like outright. Yes. It was really cute. Yeah. Basically just walked in the door and yeah. I wish it was still like that. Oh, me too. It was so cute. When I look at old pictures like that porch, beautiful. And like the old kitchen I felt like was like so cozy. Not trying to shade the new (laughs) new improvements like they're cool, but it just was so cute. No, I agree. I agree. And yeah, if you could turn back time, I think... I your father feels the exact same way if you put yeah. all the money he put into the house into just that part of the house but at the same time papa lived there for a long time that's true um Randy his best friend lived there for a long time uh you know brother lived there for a long mm-hmm. time so even though now i mean when he lived there it was still tiny that's the problem yes uh that's the problem though is we don't need any of it now so we're going to go tiny Yay. you're gonna go crazy in a tiny house no we'll be fine i'm gonna make <laughs> outside awesome so i think you should make like an outdoor kitchen like that's my plan i would like to have like a brick oven and stuff outside yeah that's i think i could go tiny if because we i mean the cabinet is in the middle of nowhere so well, we nothing spend, to worry about. yes and we could spend so much time out there because it's really nice like probably i'd say like there's eight months out of the year that we could spend a lot of time outside every day as long as it's not raining you know yeah and i think you're going to be a lot more comfortable when it's really cold Mm -hmm. well that's the plan that's the whole idea is it's going to be 100 percent sealed 100 percent insulated and 100 percent you know yeah i couldn't go like too too tiny like Especially like you like the van life. You do the van life a lot. Mm-hmm. So coming home, I'd want something mm-hmm. kind of familiar, I think. But I think it'd be really easy to do it there if you had a cool outdoor space. I think so, too. Well, like hammocks hanging up and fun garden. When we first moved here, you worked at Dogwood Lane and it was it wasn't you didn't get that same rush as you did when you worked at J. Michaels there. Not at all. It was totally different. Isn't that interesting? Imagine if that was like your first experience, like cooking, like everything would be different. Oh, it would be. Yes. Completely different. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't a busy restaurant. It was a slow restaurant. Um, the people that I worked in the kitchen with weren't, I mean, they were good cooks. It's not like they were bad cooks, but they weren't just, you know, used to like putting the food out and like, there wasn't a focus on you know, I guess because where they're maybe trying to be more of a fine dining restaurant, it wasn't uh, the food, mm-hmm. you know, they didn't care about putting it out speedy. Right. Or, and I wasn't used to that because J. Michael sat, I think, 110 people. Yeah, it was like we, a restaurant on the beach. Like, it was busy. Yeah, and we filled up and we had to wait a lot. So, I mean, you turn tables uh, was very important to turn tables. That so, didn't happen there. No, not at all. And so I wasn't used to the pace. Um and it was just very slow. It was, you know, um, they weren't the, they, they didn't run the same type of establishment that I had worked at mm-hmm. before. They didn't have the same business mindset, you know, still great, great guys. Yeah. But were just, they, were they a new restaurant when you started working there? How they long had did they been open? there maybe a, a couple years, I think. Yeah. Cause I know restaurants in that location specifically kind of cycle out. Yes. It's downtown Jonesboro. <laughs> call them out <laughs> see if you can find who they are now downtown jonesboro <laughs> used to be dogwood lane <laughs> i mean you said they were like roaches there and stuff because the buildings are like it's the yes. oldest town in tennessee exactly that little like district and yes. it's the same building <laughs> it's so, essentially yeah and I don't all the buildings all the buildings are connected they all have a smell so they the are, thing is anytime you have buildings that are connected to each other and they're old um you you can't really control your infestations like roaches mm-hmm. like that and so no fault of the restaurant it just you know it's an old building and yeah yeah, but there were there were, and which is really weird because there's not really roaches in Tennessee in a lot of places. Yeah. So, I mean, there you're were right. Like, there are so many old buildings and so many just 
are not like even touched. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that's where they come from. And it's like me and Ian were talking about this the other day. Like all the all the like businesses there, like a few of them cycle out like that restaurant. But like there's so many like antique shops and thrift stores that have all been there forever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how are they still there? Like this is is it just free to live here? Like have they been it's the oldest town in Tennessee. Like how long have they been here? It's they're never open. They always are open like three hours a day. They're never open on Sundays. I think they're just buildings that they have piled all of their shit in and they just kind of open it for three hours a day <laughs> to say, okay, you know, come in. And if somebody finds something they want to buy, okay. But it's not, it's not a business for profit. I can't see how they profit. I feel like I never see any. I feel like it has so much potential. And it's just kind of wasted. Well, now it takes you to every old, small downtown in America. That's true. Has so much potential that is wasted. Beautiful so many empty buildings. buildings. Yeah, I mean, just drive around. Just, I mean, you have. Yeah. You have Johnson City's like that. Greenville's like driven, that. You've driven, you know, or you've ridden all over America and think of all these towns you drive through. They have beautiful downtowns mm-hmm. that could be... So- don't get me started on buildings that sit <laughs> abandoned when they open other things up and build these brand new buildings when they have a perfectly fine building. And they're sitting so there. beautiful. And you go to these other countries and they, I mean, they have these old buildings and they are built better than the buildings were in America. So I'll give them that, but they use the same buildings and they like keep them up and they like, mm-hmm. they don't like just, ignore them and keep building new and new like crappier things out of crappy materials they just have like these like so structurally sound like beautiful buildings they're all so old and beautiful and it's so different than here like that's everywhere you drive like in europe but here it's just like crappy buildings and downtowns and like one really modern building like somewhere in the city and it sucks it does suck i agree i the architecture here in America is definitely lacking. And I was just talking to your father about that the other day because I was saying if I could go anywhere, well, not of course I could go anywhere, but if I could go to a major city, like if I had to pick a major city, cause I don't have any desire <laughs> to vacation to a major city. But if I did, I would love to go to new Delhi because like the architecture and mm-hmm. everything and then there's cities also over in china that's so pretty they're just state-of-the-art and we in america they put no money in new infrastructure yeah and i mean we do we have some amazing things like but they're all old and back from uh-huh. like the 40s or i don't know when the golden gate bridge was built <laughs> say or like hoover dam or yeah. you know all these amazing things but at the same time what has came along yeah. what amazing skyscraper or you know yeah we don't really embrace so that architecture there it's really cool i didn't think i was i would really be too interested in the architecture in other countries but like once you go it's like a different planet it feels like especially like the first time you leave the country it's like so cool like i mean like i'd been in i'd been everywhere in america like i saw all of the american american architecture there was to see probably and seeing that just be totally different, it was kind of like surreal. It was really cool. It was really beautiful, but it was definitely very different. Did Dogwood Lane close while you were working there? It actually did. It um, they worked us well. They forced us all to work one New Year's Eve, and we all had, of you, yeah, like almost everyone that worked there. Like they had this big. Basically, it was like some chicken thighs meal they were trying to sell for $25. Oh Downtown Jonesboro closes at like 3 p.m. It was crazy. Well, they had us work. I'll work on New Year's Eve. So and we weren't open till midnight. Like we ended up closing at like 11. But then after they made us all work, they called us all into the dining room and said, okay, we're shutting down for a month. So everyone's laid off. So we we're like, great. So we got laid off for a month. And then we came back and then we worked for a couple more months and then they shut down. But then they didn't even call everybody like a coworker called me and told me like, hey, you know, don't go to work tomorrow. They told us (laughs) whatever. So I basically um, started to collect unemployment, but then got my temp job at Walmart. Where my dad had already been working, right? 
Yes. He got a job there right after we moved to Tennessee. Pretty fast. Mm-hmm. I had tried to get hired on, but it was also during recession, George Bush years. Yeah. So. I'm sure that was hard. I see a lot of TikToks that are like us when we were eight years old, just trying to buy Webkins when our parents were on the brink of divorce and we didn't even know about it. <laughs> and yes. they crack me up. <laughs> 2008. Like yeah, 2008. 2008 is the year. Like you can say to anyone that, especially I think it was, it hit hard for people like, well, especially us. Cause I mean, you know, he had rental properties. Um, you're a homeowner things just we were at the age of people the guy like the mm-hmm. you know you're trying to like up and come in life yeah. and you know trying to get somewhere and make things happen yeah. and it was not the years to be trying to make things happen you went through that and Gen X still doesn't get recognized enough nope we're just over here <laughs> sometimes people think we're boomers who knows, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> that's so funny um Yeah, I don't really remember the move personally, but I just remember thinking the mountains were pretty. I I didn't have my own room, so I was sad about that. But I remember we went on a lot of hikes when we first moved here, I think. Mm -hmm. We went to, like, the Smokies a lot because I didn't, like, go to – I didn't start kindergarten right away. You didn't because of your birthday. How your birthday fell, you actually – didn't start because like you were four and then of course turned five in december and but you didn't start school that year you started next year yeah so we had some time to like learn the area right so that's what we did right we just went on hikes and absolutely like because we knew nothing about it like when we bought when we moved here we knew nothing I, i mean nothing about the area we lived in as far as I can say specific stuff to do. You know, there's hikes, you know, there's waterfalls, you yeah. know, you're moving to the mountains. Of course, Trevor knew about the Nolichucky river. Um, you know, so we knew stuff, but as far as, you know, actual specifics, not at all. So we spent so much time, just any time we would have days off together or whatever doing. Yeah, were you working opposite shifts like right away? Yes. Yeah. Well, I think for a little while, uh, he still got unemployment from Winn-Dixie. Right. So, and I don't know, it was, you know, not too long before I got a job. But, yeah, so definitely on our days off, or my day off, me and you would go do stuff all the time. Was it fun, like, going on hikes? Because it was, like, so different than oh, I loved anything it. you had ever seen, especially. Because yes. Because you had spent all of your life in Florida. That was one thing that... I felt like was the biggest thing. One reason I wanted to move, I was like, if we, if I live in the mountains, I'm going to hike every day and that's how I'm (laughs) going to get all my exercise. Like that's what the thought I had in my head. (laughs) So, you know, that kind of, cause there's nowhere in Florida. You can just go hiking. And if you do, it sucks. It's like like sand on the beach and miserable. Yeah. It's not mosquitoes and, yeah, now Swampy. you're in a swamp. Is an alligator going to come out of the <laughs> I don't know, you know? Yeah. And I, yeah, so. <laughs> so we went on a lot of hikes. I remember we went to watch, like, the dolphins play every Sunday. We did hang out a lot. We went grocery shopping. And just kind of, like, was there anything, like, hard to get used to initially? Family. Yeah. That, uh, because, I mean, I, of course, you know, your uncle came, but yeah, that wasn't, you know, my mom was still alive. My sister, my sister was pregnant at the time. So yeah, leaving family, but I mean, if that's why we went home so much, like when we, I don't know if you can remember that, but we would go back to Panama city like Mm -hmm. five times a year when we first moved, you know, we went back a lot because, you know, just missing family, you know, it's different now. Um, well, probably because we've been gone so long. But at the same time, you were small. So we wanted you yeah. to still know your family. Because when we did live in Florida, everyone was like always around. Right. So that's definitely, that's the hardest part. And probably still to this day, the hardest part. Yeah. And going to be the hardest part. And like you said back then, like you had to look for a job in the newspaper. Like it wasn't so easy as it is now. Yeah. To keep up with what's going on. Exactly. Were there any other hard parts? 
Um, well, that was the biggest. I guess maybe I didn't have really any close friends down there, you know, that we missed a lot. That was about it. Everything else was better. I liked, <laughs> I liked where we lived That's better, good. you know, like, yeah, for the most part. And, you know, switching jobs sucked because... No, I don't like switching jobs. I'm yeah. sure some people do, but I don't like that having to yeah. prove yourself and get a new job. It's stressful. So, yeah. But no, I mean, life, it, it was just a change and big changes are fun sometimes, especially when you're young. And Was it hard when I started school? Because I know we hung out a lot, like, because you only had the weekends off for a while. Yeah, when you started school, it was hard in the sense, uh, especially the shift that I worked because I worked the night shift. Mm -hmm. So I didn't see you. Um, I wouldn't see you Tuesday through Friday, pretty much. That's once I started working at Walmart because it it was, you know, you would leave for school when I was in bed and you got home from school after I had already left for work mm -hmm. and daddy would take you to school and daddy would pick you up from school. So I didn't see you from basically Monday all the way until Saturday when I woke up. Yeah. And so that sucked, but you know, that was hard, but it's hard for any working parent. Yeah, it is. I'm sure. But you, when I first went to school, you were like pretty involved in school stuff, weren't you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, because, you know, I can't remember. I was trying to think of, I guess you started school probably right around the same time I worked at Walmart. But yeah, but I did a lot of the weekend stuff because I was off on the weekends. So it seemed like that was everything. And as far as like your, um, when you played sports and stuff, you always did things on the weekends. Yeah. I wanted to ask, were the people that you met, like, I think it's different, the people you work with, because you have a lot of similarities with the people you work with, like, you're going through kind of the same thing, but the people you met, like, my teachers, my coaches, other kids' parents, did were the people, like, different than people you would, like, meet in Florida, like, typical people, I guess? I think so, for the most <laughs> part. Um, there's, it's definitely a culture difference um as far as and a little bit of a shock because i honestly thought it would be just like i grew up in because i did grow up in such a small town so i thought naturally i was like well i know exactly how all of these people yeah. are gonna act and it was not it was different um like i said and the just the the taking care of yourself you know the work ethic stuff like that is a little bit different up here and um even they speak differently like the, yeah it's a different they are a different southern accent different dialects you know when they talk the accent is different and it's it's terrible because they always want to talk to you they're people around here they come off as very nice but i think they're really just being nosy um but so they always try to talk to you like in public when you like so obviously don't want to want to be talked to the other day i went to get gas and there was a I, there was a guy talking to me i had like my mask on and a hat on i didn't have any makeup on i was like oh my god just i was trying to ignore him but he like peeked his head around the gas pump and kept saying these words at me i have no <laughs> idea i have no idea what he's saying i have lived here my entire life and i still don't know the language and i just said no and he said, you're no fun. And then went back around. And I was like, whatever. Okay. It's like, I still, I, I don't know how they don't, I don't know how they speak to each other. It's hard. I, and I've lived here forever. I completely agree. And I agree with what you said about the nosy part, because when we first moved up here, like I thought everyone was really nice. And I was like, whoa, you know, everyone is really nice, you know, and I, I just thought that because in Florida, I think people maybe had a tendency to be more of an asshole to you if they want to be and <laughs> or let you know a little mm -hmm. bit more. Um, so maybe in like Southern culture, you know, up here, it's still like that in the sense that like, yeah, it seems like people are really nice to your face and one, they're being nosy, just trying to find out your business or mm -hmm. two, 
Yeah, that's it. They're yeah. just trying to find out. I don't know, and I hate to say that because I don't want to make the generalization. <laughs> yeah, but that, I mean, it's... But I see that a lot, and, you know, where we work now, or where I work and your dad works, it is very... Um, everyone that works there lives, like, very rurally. Mm-hmm. You know, it's blue-collar workers, yeah. 100%. You know, we work in a warehouse, so that's that's what it is. Yeah. And people are just different (laughs) and they're different and they you know we necessarily there's a couple people that we do hang out with you know outside of work but um you know people are i feel like people are so different people i feel like there's nothing else to do around here and i feel like the people that do live around here they go to church a few times a week and that's all they have to talk about are other people around them and I feel like when we moved to such a small town, I remember for pretty much the entire time I was in that elementary school, I was like the Floridian. Like they always called me like a Floridian and they were always like making fun of me. They would make fun of me more when we were like really young. They didn't do it after like fifth grade. They would like make fun of me because I wasn't from like five minutes away from the elementary school I wasn't born five minutes away I remember one time we were saying like where we were born and everyone knew the exact hospital because it was the every it was the exact same hospital for everyone except for me and I was just like um Florida and everyone like made fun of me and I was like a second grader I don't know the (laughs) hospital I was born in and it's like such a stupid thing to bully someone for but like no one cared because everyone was born like five minutes away from that elementary school. And it was the same for the teachers. All the kids were like related to the teachers. <laughs> and it's like, of course, you're going to pick favorites. Mm-hmm. So elementary school, I know for at least for me, was really hard because I wasn't around from around there. Mm-hmm. It was like and I remember thinking that I was like, this is such a stupid thing to freaking bully a kid for. <laughs> Yeah, it is stupid, and I could definitely probably see it because it was different even when we would go do things, you know, with to be involved with your school and do stuff. You know, I didn't know, like, every parent in there, and, of course, they obviously all knew each other. They were all, like, related in some yes. weird yes. way. Yes, so you could definitely tell, and, like, that's why I don't know if you remember natalie i do remember natalie okay she was my best friend yes well i liked her dad because he was from florida he was from florida and, and like it's like you guys were was, like yeah he was different <laughs> like you okay like i could sit and at least talk to this person and you know and i mean it's not like i didn't meet nice people don't get me wrong yeah but yeah not everyone is nosy like some people are nice yeah so i'm not saying that <laughs> like i said i'm not generalizing everyone i'm just saying it's you know it's really hard yeah, it, it's definitely different. And I, I feel like, especially for me, um, the things I like and the person, I guess you could say my core me, um, I feel like I'll never meet someone up here oh, that sure. like is exactly like, not exact because you're not ever going to meet somebody exactly mm-hmm. like you. And I don't mean, I'm talking about a girl, like a friend, like yeah. not, you know, I know when I already have, you mean. but I'm not ever going to meet that person that is like, grew up in the 90s and love gangster rap and like you know because I'm, it's, you're I, such a specific person i am and i'm a specific person because of where i grew up mm-hmm. because there's a lot of me's walking around like i guarantee you you could go to panama city <laughs> and find a whole lot of people yeah. that are my age a 40 year old woman that has the similarities <laughs> i have because you know i had a lot of friends mm-hmm. like when i was growing up that we were all you know here it's different and i not like we're the same now but like i said we've got that core yeah and nobody i don't know anyone like i haven't met anyone even my age that's like me they're different so i've never thought about it that way you didn't have the same experiences as these people so no i never thought about that no yeah i like complete different things Mm mm-hmm but at the same, at the same time, like I said, I meet people that like things I like, like outdoor people, you know, they like hiking or they yeah. like this or that I do, but they don't have that core. Yeah. 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 There are those groups like we were talking about earlier, but it's especially when you first move, I guess it's hard to find similarities in people that you've never seen before. Like 
the people that live in East Tennessee are such a weird specific group of strange people with strange characteristics. I feel like there's a million stories I could tell about them, but it's, I think it was hard. It was at least hard for me. I was, I know I was just a kid, but it was hard. Yeah. And I know you eventually stopped being involved with school because of the people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I did for the most part because, well, you know, I kind of, when you were really small, because you were little, so anything I could be involved or get Mm -hmm. you involved in, I wanted you, you know, to know if you liked it or not, you know, so like the basketball or Mm -hmm. the t-ball, you know, I had to see, is this going to be her thing or it's not going to be her thing and then go from there. And so I guess it's kind of that way of being involved in school stuff. I just kind of let you let lead me. Like if it seemed like something you were going to be interested in or something I thought you needed, then we would do it. But if it's something you were like, meh, then. Which I was like that about most things at that school because it was such a small school. And schools around here especially just pour all of their money into sports and nothing into creative things. Like there were no creative clubs. There was nothing like that. I could find that I liked so school really sucked because the only people that were cool were the ones that played sports and I didn't really like sports back then Mm -hmm. and so I I just felt like I had really nothing to do there and I also felt like alienated because of that because in the south for some reason kids who play sports in school are treated like gods especially in high school not so much in middle school but it was it was a weird experience I don't know. I feel like I didn't have any siblings and I didn't really have any friends outside of school. So I feel like all of my experience was like from TV shows and movies Mm -hmm. and TV shows and movies don't represent small schools in the South. So it was definitely really weird for me. Mm -hmm. Are there still things you miss about Florida now that we've been living here for like 15 years? I miss the springs, like mm-hmm. the paddling in Florida, the canoeing, you know, the outdoor part of Florida when you can get away from people and, yeah. you know, get into nature. But, you know, I have nature up here, so it's not that bad. But I, that's what I miss. And then, of course, you know, I still miss being around to be able to see family. Yeah. Do you miss... um being able to cook because there are no really like restaurants that I uh I do but I don't because restaurants you have to work like you usually work really long hours yeah. and I mean I work long shifts now but I only do it three days a week yeah so um no because the stress like my job now is not stressful usually you don't have benefits mm-hmm. um especially if you work for a privately owned restaurant so yeah no but I love of like outdoors and van life and being able to work like just a few days a week. Right. Outweighs that. Yeah. I have a job, not a career. And when I was younger, I guess I was kind of had it in my head. Maybe I was making a career, but then at some point in time decided, well, I can make enough money and I just need a job and enjoy my life. You know, people, Mm -hmm. that's a decision you make. At whatever age you make it, you know, either you're going to live to work or work to live. Right. And that's okay. Yep. I mean, it's okay having a job because, I mean, you you still hike a lot. You still have fun. Van life. You're starting a tiny home. It's still, like, I'm sure when you moved here, you didn't see yourself, like, just working three days a week and going on cool hikes with your cat. No, but it's super cool that you do it and it's what you love. Exactly. And I think that's just a cool thing. And I think it's cool that you're able to stay in the South, but have just two different experiences in these two very different parts of your life. Absolutely. And I, after traveling all kind, all other places, it, it would be very hard to see us anywhere else. Um, really? like I said, just because it, well, one, the white water here, of course, because your father, yeah, you know, he's not going to leave for that reason. <laughs> and me, it's the climate, you know, the weather's still warm enough 
there's beautiful places in the United States, but, and I mean, even up to Canada, Canada is amazing, but here in Tennessee, it's, you know, if you're an outdoors person now, if you do not like the outdoors, I don't know yeah. why you might want not want to stay I wouldn't, here. But, I wouldn't you know. move here if you didn't like the outdoors and you weren't like the people around here. Right. There's nothing appealing here. Exactly. So, and the politics suck. Like, I would love yeah. that that's one thing if I could, you know, choose to be anywhere else for any reason would be it's such a red state and it's not a progressive state. It's a right to work state. You mm-hmm. know, it, it, that's the bad things. Yeah. Um, but still it's amazing it's beautiful it you know has perf really good weather four seasons so yeah the four seasons thing is cool and definitely definitely the views are worth it do you feel like it would have been easier to like raise a kid anywhere else no not necessarily um because like i did say here as far as you know the money we had to buy a house with and to buy a house outright, mm-hmm. to not have a house payment, you know, um, we did find, you know, eventually both find, you know, good enough paying jobs where we could live the life we wanted to live mm-hmm. and um, still be close enough to Panama City. And that was another thing is we still can get home in eight hours. Yeah. So if we would have went. But all of that being said, I do love Colorado. I do too. And Colorado, I have never spent a winter in Colorado. (laughs) And if I did that, I might probably (laughs) feel different because the winters here, I think suck. And that's, that's kind of where I'm at with that living in Florida until I was 26 years old, Mm -hmm. never really saw snow. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I don't think I could make it through a Colorado winter. I don't even know (laughs) if I could make it through a Colorado winter now. So, you know, like that, but yeah, I mean, yeah, because even like Washington State was amazing and beautiful, mm-hmm. but oh my God, right now there's like 200 inches of snow where we were, <laughs> so I I couldn't do that. So I don't think so. Um, like I said, there's other states that are amazing and beautiful when you visit them, but if you think about spending all year there, I really like it where we're at. There's no place like home. Thank you all so much for listening to Black Sheep. I'll have another episode up later this month where I'll be discussing some of my experiences in the South, playing some fun games, and probably eating some food. I hope to see you all again.